0: It's time for Dodger Baseball. And it's straight three. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. He's the best. Crankton. Left field. the best. We're going to make big signs. We're going to make impact trades. I don't care how many times this team breaks my heart out, I'll never stop loving the Los Angeles Dodgers. They blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. And and what's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on X and Instagram at dmac_la. underscore LA. Welcome to an emergency episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. We're bringing back those Dodgers Dugout Live after dark episodes because you guys know, hey, Dodgers news, it does not wait for anyone. We had to jump on and talk about the next possible signing for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And it looks like James Paxton, left-handed starting pitcher, was with the Red Sox last season. We'll break him down as a pitcher here in just a second it looks like he's closing in on a deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers it was first reported by John Heyman then Fabian Ardaya he tweeted something about it and then Jack Harris from the LA Times he tweeted can confirm reports the Dodgers and pitcher James Paxton are working toward a deal nothing done yet but sides are quote getting close per source would give the Dodgers another rotation option again nothing done yet but Dodgers and Paxton are discussing a one year deal in the 12 million dollar range per source. So this Feels like to me this is inevitable. This deal is going to get done. I mean, you're seeing reported this late in the game. The Dodgers are going to sign James Paxton, barring some type of 11th-hour deal breaker. I just don't anticipate that. So it looks like James Paxton is going to be a Dodger. If by the time you're watching this video, there's a good chance he's probably already a Dodger, the way it's being announced. But I want all your takes on James Paxton. We're going to break him down as a pitcher because I have some thoughts on this because it's a very interesting, interesting signing that we know the Dodgers would like to make a signing where you bank on the upside you roll the dice you take a risk on the potential health of a player and that's what James Paxton is he's someone that has been very injury prone last couple seasons he's someone that has had Tommy John surgeries had biceps had hamstring issues this guy has dealt with a complete Slew of injuries that have kept him off the mound, but there were some very encouraging signs last year with the Boston Red Sox in his first ten starts of the season. First ten starts of the season with the Bo Sox last year, he absolutely showed some promise with the Red Sox. Before the All Star break, he posted a 2.73 ERA, a 2.60. 260- three a 346 expected fip and a 29.1 strikeout rate and you look at those numbers they don't blow you away but for a pitcher that you're going to sign for 12 million dollars Those are very respectable. This is not scratching at the bottom of the barrel. This is not a dollar menu type acquisition looking through the junk drawer like we were talking about earlier on today's show. This is someone that was around league average as a pitcher for stretches. And the upside play is absolutely there. Like I said, the ERA, the FIP, the strikeout rate. When he was healthy last season, they were above league average and We'll talk about his struggles towards the end of the season, but also another thing to look at, too, as far as most importantly, is you look at the velocity on that fastball. He had a 95.2 miles per hour average on that four-seam fastball. One, that was in the 71st percentile, so above league average from a velocity standpoint. And two, that is where the velo sat before the injury. So you got to see what the Dodgers are seeing on all of this. And kind of my first question, if you want to push back on the idea of James Paxton, is well, you look at this rotation as it stands, right now right the rotation you got a lot of questions to begin with right you have tons of talent the upside is absolutely there. the upside has the potential to be a top rotation in baseball easily a top five potentially the best rotation in baseball if each of these pitchers towards the front end pitch their capabilities realize their potential but the questions are undeniable Yamamoto adjusting from the NPB to Major League Baseball you've got Tyler Glass now who has had stretches of injuries himself. He's dealt with injury issues that have kept him off the mound for certain stretches. Even last year, had a little lat issue, but still, career-high, 120 innings pitched, 21 starts. You look at Walker Buehler coming back from a second major arm surge. You got Bobby Miller, who pitched a little over 124 innings last season, but is he going to avoid the sophomore slump? Emmett Chin what is his role going to be? You got these young guys like Kyle Hurt and Michael Grove, Gavin Stone. Will those guys get opportunity? So the questions are undeniable, and it makes you wonder, would you be better served going and getting someone that has a track record of being an innings eater? Because James Paxton, like I said, the upside is undeniably there, But you're not going to sign him thinking, okay, he's going to be an innings eater. He's going to be a workhorse for this rotation. At best, you're probably looking at 20 to 23 starts from him. But if they're looking at adding Paxton, which clearly they are, and then you're using the rest of those innings to give guys opportunities like the Knacks, like the Frassos, like the Stones, like the Michael Groves, guys that are right there on the fringes, then I'm for this. I'm absolutely for this. It just... It's a move where you're betting on, one, the health of the pitchers that you do have, and two, that the young guys continue to emerge. And I absolutely think they have the talent to do just that. And I like it as an upside play. But welcome here to Dodgers Dugout Live. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel and the number one Dodgers show on YouTube, Dodgers Dugout Live. And guys, like I said, the giveaway game is going to be next level. We are so close, so close 80,000 subscribers and who cares about that it's all about what happens when that happens meaning you guys get a Shohei otani jersey and we're so close to getting those 80,000 subs let's check where we're at right now let's get to 80,000 on this show let's just give away this jersey tonight i'd be down i want one of you guys to get that jersey but right now we're sitting at 79803. so less than 200 away and we're giving away a shohei otani jersey and most importantly we will announce our next big giveaway when we give that away like i said this is a gift to you guys the fans because you deserve it you guys are the reason why this channel is where it is the dodgers nation youtube channel could not have done it without you could have done it with guys like Roy Estrada, like Nando, like Diane Schroeder, all the regulars. Become a regular, guys. Tune into every show. Watch every episode, and you won't miss a thing about your boys and blue. So getting into this one, talking about James Paxson, but before we dive back in and break him down as a pitcher, I want your takes. How are you feeling about this move? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Does it make you go, meh, James Paxton doesn't move the needle? Hey, Put things into context. Put things into perspective. Let's not forget, they got their ace. They already signed the best free agent pitcher, the top free agent pitcher available in Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They already traded for Tyler Glass now, who undeniably has ace-level stuff. It's just a matter of keeping him healthy. You already have Walker Buehler returning. You have Bobby Miller. You have tons of talent in this rotation. This is just finishing it up this is putting the cherry on top and this is an organization that looks at this and says wait a minute look at these numbers look at the velocity look at the strikeout rates look how he performed last season when he was healthy you see the upside now compare this to last season when you had noah Syndergaard, who they couldn't give him away right they couldn't trade him they got a they, they were able to get rosario which was an absolute coup at the time considering what he was but Noah Syndergaard, he's that couch on the side of the road that says free on it, right? They couldn't give him away. And the reason why he didn't work with the Dodgers is because he was trying to be something that he wasn't at this stage of his career. He said it himself when he said, I would give my unborn child to get my velocity back, to be the pitcher I was before the injury, because he wanted to be the flamethrower he was earlier in his career. Touching 97, 98, 99, 100. Well, guess what? That Noah Syndergaard was never walking through that door, but you compare that to James Paxton the four seam fastball velocity is where it was before the injuries like I said 95.2 miles per hour on that four seam heater that is where it was before the injury so it's not like you're looking for velocity like they were with Noah Syndergaard that's why I'm much more optimistic about this signing if you saw my reaction to Noah Syndergaard last year heading into the season I said that he was going to be my disappointing pick for most disappointing pitch on the Dodgers and he sure as hell was but uh, here we go let's go down below in the comment section guys I appreciate you rock with us here an emergency episode of Dodgers dugout live if we get any news definitely give me some updates i've got the phones on me i've got twitter i got the x rolling here just in case anything pops off during this show but let's see what we got here down below in the comment section you guys are firing away right here we got Paxton till Kershaw is ready that's from Rick Torres going to give you my thoughts on Kershaw in just a second because it's interesting because he's a lefty. Paxton's a lefty. You got the Rangers there. Paxton doesn't affect Kershaw and Justin Lamas. You hit the nail on the head. Aloha, Dmac, the best show. That's from Walter Herrera. Kershaw done. Noah. I don't think this means that. I think that the Dodgers have been in constant communication with Kersh. They both understand where the other side is, and I think a Kershaw play realistically is more about 2025. And I think that if Kershaw returns to the Dodgers, this is the first time in the last few seasons where it's going to be on a multi-year contract because they know it's more about 2025 and kind of taking the rehab process. Remember Kershaw, is not someone who's dealt with a slew of arm injuries, right? He's dealt with back injuries, but he hasn't dealt with these major arm injuries. This is new to him. I mean, he has, say what you want, he's had one of the most durable arms that we've seen. It hasn't been about his arm for his career, and I think that they will slow play it. They will only get him back on the mound when he's 100% ready to go. Yes, there's still a chance that he gives it a go at some point towards the end of the summer in 2024, but... You are not going to rush Clayton Kershaw back. And if he wants to return, that tells me that it's not going to be just last hurrah in 2024. To me, it says, look, I want to go out the right way. I want to go out where I can experience a full season, right? I don't think Clayton Kershaw is going to want to return just for a little two, three month stint. I think he wants the whole shebang once again opening day, the All Star break. He wants to go out the right way. I know that there's this narrative out there about Clayton and Kershaw and you got Otani Yamamoto. Let's not forget. Right now, Yamamoto and Otani, Clayton Kershaw has had his whole career. He's a first-bound Hall of Famer. I don't think that this is going to have a massive impact on that. And also, let me tell you this, too. I see the Rangers fans out there. You know, Rangers fans, I think feel like they kind of became baseball fans last October, a lot of them. And I see them, oh, this means they're getting cursed, cursed to Texas, cursed to Texas. Sure, that might be true. And it might come down to he wants to play baseball and rehab close to where he lives There's ways you can manage it where he can rehab there. You don't have to have him in LA for his rehab process, but, 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 but it's his decision. Personally, I just don't think he wants to start entirely new chapter with new people, new trainers and new coaches. And a bunch of unfamiliarity. I think that he's someone that understands the familiarity with the Dodgers. He knows that they know his body. They know his performance levels better than anyone in the game. And they're going to trust that. If you go to Texas, they're going to expect to a degree some ace-like, vintage-like Kershaw performances where the Dodgers, they're not going to rush him. They're going to take whatever they can get from him. They're going to give him his flowers. Fans are going to love him, and he can be a part of this World Series championship that they're going to win this season or next season. But about Clayton Kershaw, I think you got Montgomery, who I think the Rangers will ultimately sign Montgomery. And will they get Kersh? The question I have is this. With Kersh... I mean, you got Scherzer, you got DeGrom, you got Malley. I mean, you got a lot of arms there in Texas where they're going to be coming back. I mean, they're going to be coming back at some point towards the end of next season, right? Right. They need arms for the beginning of the season in Texas, right? Not towards the end of the season. Yeah, having Kershaw at any point would be considered a luxury. It definitely would be something that would help them from a marketability standpoint, put butts in the seats. They would love to have Kershaw have that hometown, homecoming narrative. But still, I don't think it makes all the sense in the world for even them right now based on their needs. So I still think it's simple at this point when it comes to Kersh. If he wants to return, the Dodgers and Andrew Friedman, they're going to welcome him back with open arms. I don't think a signing of Paxton changes that because the Dodgers knew they needed another left-handed pitcher to kind of balance out the rotation. Yes, you want to see it ultimately in the bullpen. We'll talk about that a little later. But I don't think from a starting pitcher standpoint, this changes the future for Kerr's. He wants to play again. He wants to pitch again in Dodger Blue. They will make it happen. But let me read some comments here. I'm going to spend the next two minutes. I'm going to read as many as I can. Ready? I love you, DMAC. audios. What up, SB Farmer 80, waiting for the Big Maple confirmation. I love that Alex over on YouTube. We're always rocking with us and throwing out the nickname because that's definitely one of the better nicknames. The Big Maple in Big Dodger Blue. We got. It seems like we've been linked to Paxton for years now. Yeah, Justin Lamas, Of course, you've been a fan of the show for a long time. You know we've talked about him as a possibility in episodes in the past, and there have been connections there. We've seen rumors floating around. John Heyman's talking. About for a couple years now, and that's because the Dodgers like his stuff. They like that four seam fastball. They see the strikeout ability that he does have. We got Diane Schroeder. You got Diane always rocking with us. Morning, afternoon, night, doesn't matter. Diane Schroeder, the very godmother of the Dodgers Nation live stream. Kershaw is crickets. That's from Alex. Shouldn't we be looking for bullpen help, Chris? Look, the thing about bullpen help is this. Yes, absolutely. And when I wake up at 3:30 in the morning in a cold sweat, I think about our lefty relievers. You don't throw this much money at Otani and Yamamoto and trade for Glass now and sign Teosca Hernandez and have this roster that on paper is one of the best we've ever seen in Major League Baseball and then put your World Series hopes in an Alex Vessia, in a Caleb Ferguson, right? Guys that have had flashes, but can you rely on them on the biggest stages, in the biggest moments, in the biggest games? That remains to be seen. And look, there's still a world where, with Vessia... And you have the thir- they sign Paxton, you got 13 spots filled for the pitching side, and yeah, you might say to yourself, wait a minute. Well, is there going to be no more pitching acquisitions? Are the Dodgers done? Well, the bullpen, as you mentioned, they absolutely need help, and I think they do need one more bullpen piece, and where they've address that before the season during the season or at the trade deadline. I think that it's only a matter of time. I think they are going to bolster that bullpen, but you got Varland, you got Vesia, you've got guys that you could throw in a trade, and try to mix things up with right i mean there's definitely ways that you could trade some of the bullpen pieces right now we just saw them execute one with a yancy almonte so i wouldn't rule that out and look the reality is the dodgers are always looking to upgrade their roster they're always going to be opportunistic if the right name becomes available so the good thing is if you need to make an addition during the season well the bullpen is a place to do that, right? We saw Ryan Brazier. We saw Chris Mar We've seen plenty of examples where the Dodgers can add a piece during the season, and it pay dividends. Whereas, it's tougher to get a starting pitcher, right? It's tougher to get a starter that you can rely upon, and I think Paxton could be that guy. Like I said, James Paxton and the Dodgers, it looks like we are going to see a deal. It feels imminent. Whether we get an announcement tonight, whether we get an announcement during the show, or tomorrow morning, this feels like it's going to happen. Now, Diving back in to James Paxton as a player, like I said, you look under the hood, there is stuff to like. And I mentioned earlier in the show, the fastball, Velo, the E.R. Ray, the FIP, all those numbers look really good up until the All-Star break, and then he just started to slide. He had a right knee inflammation, right knee inflammation that he was dealing with. That sent him back on the injured list, and he ended the season a couple of weeks Early, he finished the year with a 4.50 ERA, made 19 starts through 96 innings, had a 24.6 strikeout rate. That's above league average by a little bit. League average is around 22%. He had an 8% walk rate. So his totals weren't great. His totals weren't anything to do cartwheels down 1,000 Vin Scully Avenue for, right? But a lot of that you look at, Those numbers towards the end, I mean, he was injured, right? And yeah, part of being injured is your value, right? Health is wealth. Your best ability is your availability. But he was also, I think, pitching through some injuries at times. And you look at the way he ended the year against the Dodgers. The Dodgers faced him on August 26th. He gave up four runs. He gave up a home run, had five walks in that game, only four strikeouts. So that definitely wasn't a great start. Before that, against the Astros, he gave up six earned runs, had three walks and four strikeouts. So towards the end, you had some rough outings. You had some comm- man issues and that's what really made his numbers one inflated and just not as good as they were early on in the season but before then they definitely were pretty impressive during certain stretches and it's just a matter of trying to get the guy that for stretches last season he looked like a pitcher that could help a lot of teams in major league baseball right now I can tell you he's better than Lance Lynn he's better than Noah Syndergaard and he's not your one two three or four starter. so you could do worse for having James Paxton as your number five starter. And you've seen people out there, I've seen it on Twitter and Fox and all these people trying to project the Dodgers starting rotation, having Emmett Sheehan there as the number five starter. But I'm here to tell you that, look, with the lack of depth at the AAA level, as far as you lose a Ryan Pepio, so everyone kind of goes down a chain link. And Emmett Sheehan is someone who still is a young, raw arm with a ton of talent. It's widely considered to be the best four-seam fastball in the Dodgers organization with Sheehan. But having said that, you can't just guarantee he's going to be your number five starter. And that's why I think bringing in a James Paxton, knowing that you're going to have attrition, knowing that injuries are inevitable, and knowing that you need to have some coverage. And yes, it's a little counterintuitive to go for a Paxton when you need coverage because he's certainly not someone that you can guarantee is going to be an innings eater for you, but now I think that you have a chance to optimize Paxton because you're going to lean on the depth from your young pitchers. The guys at the AAA level, the Kyle Hurts, the Groves, the Stones, the Knacks, the Frossos, right? That next wave, I think is going to get a big opportunity to cover some innings. They'll take advantage of options. They'll take advantage of Phantom IELs, and I think you'll see the Dodgers just get through the regular season while trying to keep guys fresh. You don't want to burn Yoshinobuyama who is trying to transition to the show in his first year that's trying to adjust to a big league pitching schedule where he's not pitching once a week maybe they do keep him on his Japanese schedule that's what my friend Jose Mota thinks they need to do so they're going to get creative and they want to have depth they want to have flexibility and options and this is a winning move this is a move that a team that wants to win an organization we got uh, we got a breaking news here Breaking news. Uh, there's nuts. Fire up that signing siren. Let me get the signing siren here because we got some breaking news. It looks like the signing is official. Oh, some Roki Sasaki news, too. We'll have to talk about that tomorrow. Let's see. Is the Paxton News official? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see us see what John Heyman has to say. Heyman was on it early in the game. John Heyman, arson judge. Let's see. We got John Heyman, Dodgers, who have spent $1 billion plus this winter, are making progress on Paxton. That was an hour ago. And then he said, if the Dodgers finish Paxton deal, they will likely move ahead of Mets at the top of the payroll leaderboard for CBT purposes. Deal expected to be in the $12 million range. Yeah, it's going to be in the $12 million range, but when we get the specifics of the deal, it'll probably... Probably be $1 in 2024 and then $11,999,000 deferred starting in 2030, right? That's how the Dodgers get down, the Los Angeles deferrals. But, uh, yeah, let's see. It doesn't feel like – let me just do a little lap here to see if we got any other official news. So we got Dodgers nearing deal with James Paxton, the latest. We got John Hammond. It'll be a one-year deal for the Boris Corporation client that guarantees around 12 million dollars so like i said this feels like it's imminent it's a formality at this point you're getting james paxton it's happening it's only a matter of time and Like it, love it, or hate it, what I always say on this show, there is no such thing as a bad one-year deal. At that price, something similar to what Lance Lynn was getting, I think this is another really solid move for the Dodgers. The upside play is there. Like I said, velocity is consistent. The strikeout numbers were up at the beginning of the season. He's someone that within this Dodgers organization, with the depth that they have and the way they can supplement that, I think they're going to be fine with Paxton. And look, at the end of the day, The reason why he cost $12 million is because he does have those injury concerns, right? That's because he went up to this nice, shiny car, and there was a couple scratches on it, right? And you kind of had to do a little work on it. I mean, he's a little bit of a fixer-upper, per se. So I think this is a move that the Dodgers, they understood you need a lefty. Clayton Kershaw, you can't wait for him. You can't even expect him to come back. Even if Clayton Kershaw was going to resign with this team and hadn't had expectations of returning at some point this summer, you can't expect that. You have to look at it as found money, as dollar bills that you're finding in the couch cushions. You can't view that like that. This team has grown up, right? Andrew Friedman, this organization, they have learned from their mistakes. They're not waiting on guys anymore, okay? If you come back, great. If you get healthy, great. We're not waiting on you anymore, though. We're going to go out there. We're going to address things while we can. We've got the money to do it. You saw what John Heyman said. Who cares? If you want to go into the Cohen tax, guess what? We're going to change that to the Guggenheim tax because the Dodgers are the big spenders in the game. And you're getting yourself a high upside veteran pitcher, a left handed pitcher that brings more balance to this rotation that when he's on, when he's right, he can go out there and be effective. So, look, what are the other options out there, right? If you look at the trade market, Dylan Cease most likely was not going to be made available. I've heard that the asking price for Dylan Cease is astronomical. They probably wanted the Hollywood sign in a couple In-N-Out burgers and the Jackie Robinson statue. They're not getting that. Andrew Friedman is not going to get fleeced. Corbin Burns, most likely not available. Other pitchers, left-handed pitchers, Jesus Luzardo, under three years of team control. That was going to cost a lot of prospect capital. So you definitely want to put this team in a position where you win this year. Paxton is a nice little stopgap. And let's not forget, Roki Sasaki could be a Dodger next season. Otani is going to be back on the mound next season. You still have Glassdown and Yoshinobu Yamamoto locked up. Do you really want to add years and length and commitments When you already have a rotation that has their key guys under team control, that has their team guys under contract, guys coming back, and a lot of young talent that you want to give opportunities to. Let's not forget that. Part of this and part of the deal to get Paxton, part of the intrigue of a Paxton is that, yeah, maybe he isn't going to make 30 starts, right? But he's also going to hopefully pitch enough to where he's effective he can stay healthy, he can be a weapon for them, and I'm sure that part of the selling process was like, yes, we're not going to force you to go out there and go 6-7 innings and make 30 starts. We've got these young guys that we want to give opportunities to because one, we want to develop them, we want to see what we have in them, and then we want to show these other organizations out there that yeah, if you want to trade for some of our young guys, they're really good. Because if I'm another organization out there, I want to see these players, these pitchers that have been highly touted, get opportunities to see what they can do, or else I'm going to start to question how good the Dodgers think they are, right? So there's a little bit of that there as well. You definitely want to give your own guys opportunities. But the more I think about it, the more I can talk myself into it. James Paxton, left-handed pitcher, 6'4", Canadian, the Big Maple. He's had some really, really good seasons in Major League Baseball. It's just about being healthy and we'll do a deeper breakdown on this in a second but let me get your guys comments here let me go crazy on the comments dmac we definitely need a left-handed lockdown reliever i don't trust ferguson vesia done that is from leonidas martinez over on youtube yeah i agree with you 100% now that's what we'll focus on solely after this deal gets done the rotation has been fortified but what i say earlier today you only had three left-handed relievers on that 40-man roster with caleb ferguson alex vesia and ryan yarbo so class Still a possibility. That's from Nick Shrunk. Here's the thing. Nick... The Guardians, they still want to compete. They're keeping Shane Bieber. It's a weak division. The Guardians know they can win it. Class A is on a pretty favorable contract. Maybe if they slide and they get off to a slow start and they're sellers of the deadline and the Dodgers need themselves a closer, maybe they do go that direction. But I think that once the season starts, what if J.P. Fireisen pitches like he did in 2021, where He started the season as one of the best relievers in the sport. He was untouchable. What if you get that level of production from him and he's the Ryan Brazier of this year's team, so to speak? So you definitely have to see what you're going to get from these guys. Will Joe Kelly stay healthy and be as effective as he was last season where he was striking out more hitters than he had ever done in his career? There was velocity and his stuff was as good as we've ever seen it for him. So I definitely think you want to take the first couple of months of the year to really assess these guys, see what you have, and then they still have the prospect capital to go out there and do any deal. They have that much talent in the farm to go out there and make a trade for anyone and absolutely a trade for a bullpen piece. And can you get a deal done for Vessia? Can you get a deal done for Ferguson? Can you do some deals to maybe ship these guys out and maybe ship them out for some prospects that don't have to be on the 40-man roster like we saw with Jackson Ferris and, and. And the move they just made with uh, Kyrie Hope, and maybe you find a way to bring back Ryan Brazier. Maybe that's a possibility. But uh, Taylor Swift fan, pizza in a can. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is the only person. Help us, Lamar Jackson, our only hope. Now, look, Taylor Swift. Here's the only Taylor Swift. She's the reason why the Chiefs are in the... AFC Championship game. Like, come on. No, I'm just playing. Okay. But, uh, hey, Taylor Swift, it's uh, it's good times, right? Dustin Lama, Dustin May and Gonson will move to the 60-day IL as soon as the season spring training starts. Justin Lomis is a great point. You got to wait for the season to start. And then you're going to see Gonson and May. Gonson, for sure, is going to be out the entire season. And then May... I think that you'll probably see him late next summer at the earliest. We got Nando three ninety. Kershaw needs to come to grips with the reality that father of time look father of time is undefeated. Well, father of time you got beer, bacon. 72 Dolphins and Father Time. Those are undefeated. You let me know down below in the comment section, though. What else is undefeated? Cobra Commander, yeah, you might as well put Man and Gonson on the ILs of now, be 9920 Curse for life. Yes, you know I'm a Christian, a devout Christian. I believe in Christianity. We got, uh, yes, Rangers need arms now, not later. Doesn't make much sense. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, we got Kersh ain't going nowhere. I'm not effing leaving. Shout out Big Makeable from Jacob over there. We got Randone said the season is too long. Yeah, I went off on Randone. I did not like that. That didn't sit well with me. That triggered me to hear Anthony Randone complaining about the length of the MLB season. Now, whether or not you believe that and whether or not you agree, him of all players to say that, a guy where you want a short MLB season, guess what? You played in 36% of the possible game since you signed with the Angels. All of your seasons have been short, bro. Okay? Like... For him to do that, it blew my mind. And like I said earlier, if you want to see anything, you know what Angels fans want to see shortened? They want to see that contract shortened. Seven years, $245 million. But what will Sheen's role be? Good question, Jacob. I think that you're going to see him get starts. You're going to see him possibly as a swingman. I think a lot of it has to do with how his stuff and his body responds. And I think that they believe in him. I think he's someone that if you're talking about, trades and things like that he's a guy you don't want to include in the trade because they believe in him they're very high on him mike m says luzardo greater than sign paxton absolutely mike m there's no doubt about it luzardo look ferraris are better than bmws right okay but they're also twice the price Okay, you have to look at it from a value perspective and what they have. And we don't know for sure if the Marlins were seriously willing to trade Luzardo. There was some talk a few weeks ago that the Yankees had inquired about Luzardo. But he's a very young, talented, left-handed starting pitcher. Hardest-throwing lefty starter, very effective, lots of potential to be a frontline guy, but he's under three years of team control. When you're under that much team control, it's going to require a lot of prospects to get a deal done for you. And I'm sure that the Dodgers probably asked about him. I guarantee they did, but... It could be like the Dylan C situation where you say he's available, but then you also want the moon for him and you realize that it's a deal that is not going to materialize because you're not going to trade away your entire farm system and gut your entire farm system for one player. And it just tells me that there's a pretty good chance that the price was way too high or they weren't willing to deal him. Don't we have a lot of rotation right now? That's from Chris Yamoto, Bueller, Miller. Yeah, I mean, look, this is an embarrassment of pitches, like I've been saying, and this is a move that an elite organization makes, right? This is a move that an organization makes when they realize, yeah, we signed this guy, yeah, we signed that guy, but they also take a long look in the mirror and realize that for as much talent as they do have, there's a lot of questions, and a lot of things have to break right, right. What's what we love about Major League like Baseball? You need a little luck, and you need to stay healthy, and a lot of that has to happen. So you're really giving yourself some insurance. You're buying yourself the Apple Care, right? You don't like to pay for that Apple Care, man. It's like two hundred bucks, but then, man, you drop your phone, you drop your laptop, and you're like, dang, I should have got that Apple Care. This is the Apple Care, right, Paxton? This is someone has upside. Lynn celebrated by giving up a home run. What up, Mike M. A. Ray. We got, uh, I propose a yearly Dodgers Nation, Carne Asada. Hey, count me in. <laughs> None I love more than Carne Asada to that much. Dodgers chance, we go in six man rotation, Ray Soto. Well, they're going to a six man next year, right? I think we're going to see them get creative. I think when I talked to Dave Roberts last year about the idea of a six man rotation, what he told me was sometimes it really depends on the scheduling and when you're playing a lot of games in consecutive days and you're trying to map out the coverage you need from a starter's potential they want to do that so I think that we will see certain stretches where it will feel like a six-man rotation this season. Mitchell Hopkins, 13 pitchers now, but by the time Kershaw we re- would be ready to go, there will be at least one herd pitcher, but I still like the idea of trading bullpen arms, even for prospects. Mitchell Hopkins, I'm with you 100%. I think that You need trusted arms. You need arms that you can count on. And, yeah, you guys know I've been the conductor of the Tanner. Scott Hype Train, Ryan Brazier is still a free agent. They might really like what they saw out of him to the point where he returns. I think for him and his age, 36, 37, if you can get a multi-year from any team, if I'm him, I'm signing that. I don't care which team it is because he's looking for one more big bite at the Apple for where he's at in his career, and I think that that's probably what we're going to see, especially when you saw what Stevenson got with the Angels, what Hayter got with the Astros. But we need a fresh Kershaw at the end of the season, primed up for October. That's from Steven Haynes. Yeah, keep reminding people just that, that if you can get Clayton Kershaw back where he was, where before the injuries... He was one of the better pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. He probably would have started the all-star game. He is the pitcher that we were including in the Cy Young conversation. Yeah, we could see that version of Kirsch if he's fully healthy. And I just, look, I'm taking what I can get, right? Last season, 24 starts, 131 and two-thirds innings from Kirsch. And what you mentioned was fresh, right? Can you keep him fresh in the postseason? Well, in the 2020 postseason, in the World Series, he goes 11 and two-thirds innings, made two starts, had a 2.31 ERA. So that a lot of that was uh, the fact that. He was fresh, he was healthy, and I agree. That's definitely the best version. Rourke says, upside. I don't believe anyone wears number 65. He doesn't have to buy anyone a car. That's definitely good. Oral Sacks. Okay, you always get me with that name. Paxton is an above-average Dodgers version of David Price. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you love the velo. Like I said, you love the velo there, 95, 96. I think with this team, he sits at that. I think he's going to be effective. I really do. I think that this is a name, and what I always say about the Dodgers is – if you hear a rumor with the Dodgers and a player, if they like you once, they're always going to keep tabs on you. They're always going to check in with you. And the Dodgers have been linked to Paxton for a very long time now. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they're signing him. And like I said, in 2023, the fastball, it threw it 55.8% of the time and averaged 95.2 miles per hour on it. He also threw the curveball. At a 19.3% clip, the cutter at a 16.7% clip. So the Dodgers have really loved the cutter. You saw the cutter grip that they taunted Ryan Brazier. I'm sure that they like this pitch for him. Opponents hit 194 off of his cutter last season, also through a changeup. So they like his mix, they like his upside, they like the velo, they like what they saw out of him when he was healthy and like I said he fills a need he is a left handed starting pitcher on a one year deal and you can say oh he's not Luzardo right but he's on a one year deal he gets them to 2025 when we could see Kershaw back healthy again when we are going to see the rest of this rotation including Shohei Otani let's not forget this is an ace level pitcher as insane as that is and yeah he's just someone that he's battled tons and tons of injuries like I said 20 21, he had tommy john surgery 2020 made just five starts and you saw last year in 2022 he tore his lat in a minor league rehab start so he has dealt with tons of injuries and then last year he had a right hamstring strain and he started the season on the il but when he made his first start in may He was really good for a nice stretch there. Like I said, up until the All-Star game, a sub-3 ERA with a strikeout rate just under 30%. Only issue is... So that's kind of the big question. If you're looking for the big question for Paxton is, are we going to get pre-All-Star game Paxton for the Dodgers, or are we going to get post-All-Star game Paxton? Are we going to get the Paxton that after the All-Star game, that 29% strikeout rate went down to 19.4% below league average, where the walk percentage ballooned up, where he dealt with the right knee inflammation that sent him right back to the injured list. And then in September... He was just ending his season early. Didn't even get to finish the season. So are we going to get that version of Paxton or the pre-All-Star game version? Because if you get the pre-All-Star game version of Paxton, this is going to go down as a solid signing by the Dodgers. If he gets injured, he spends a lot of time in the I.L., misses a ton of time, that he's not affected when he returns. Yeah, this could go down. As a Noah Syndergaard-like signing, I tend to believe, based on the fact that you don't have to change everything about him, you just have to try to keep him healthy, I'm a little more optimistic, whereas Noah Syndergaard, only way he was going to be effective is if you got into Doc Brown's DeLorean and went back to the future and went back in time and had him pitch like he was. That Thor, that Noah Syndergaard, was never walking through that door. This version of James Paxton that's walking through this door has shown he can be effective And he's shown that he does not need to reinvent himself as a pitcher. The velocity has been back, the spin, the mix. It's just about staying healthy. But, yeah, give this organization a ton of credit. I mean, just look at how much money they have spent. I mean, it's pretty incredible when you look at the Dodgers and their spending power, the financial muscle. After signing Paxton... They were just over $300 million. Now you're looking at $313 million. That puts them past the pinstripes. That puts them right up there with the New York Mets as the team that has the highest payroll in all of Major League Baseball. So you're going to get a pretty big tax bill with that. I mean, that's going to come with a, yeah, that's going to be crazy. I mean, once you get up to that level, you're looking at that 110% tax rate, A $13.2 million fee, that's going to put it at $25.2 million for the one year for him. So they're basically having to spend $25.2 million because of the 110% surcharge fee for being in that Cohen tax bracket. So yeah, he's definitely someone who's yeah, $12 million, $11 million, but with the fees there, it's a pretty steep price, but this team... They're as all-in... As any team in the history of Major League Baseball, you went out there and you signed Teoscar. You brought in a Tyler Glass. Now, even though that came with Emmanuel Margot, a player that I don't think they're in love with, but looked at as the Glass now tax, and they were able to get two million in return from the Tampa Bay Rays. And you got Jason Hayward and Joe Kelly. But I like the move. I really, really do like the move. And we're gonna do a more in-depth breakdown of this tomorrow on Dodgers Dugout Live in the morning, and hopefully we get some official word here. Let's see if we get some more official words, any tweets on this. But James Paxton to the Dodgers. Look at that rotation. You got Yamamoto, Glasnow, Bueller, Miller, and Paxton. Then you got those young guys that are coming up that they're going to contribute as well. I feel really good about the depth of the starting rotation. Now the biggest need is you get a left-handed bullpen piece. Would not rule out the idea of them making a trade, trading one of their current bullpen pieces. Even if it's for prospects, you don't keep on the 40 men to try to bring back a piece and I'm still open to the idea of bringing back Ryan Brazier. You're spending more money than God at this point. But uh, yeah, let's see. Any news as of yet? Trying to update, see if we can get official word. If not, we'll we'll get down on this tomorrow. I mean, it's being finalized, so you know what? It, we can't we can't ring we can't ring the signing siren though, right? We can't do it. I mean, you can't do it until it's official, right? You just you just can't ring the signing siren. I mean, there's no, whoops! That's my sign. Whoops! But let's do let's do a couple more comments here and then yeah we'll have some more thoughts on this tomorrow we'll continue to break down the deal just had to give you guys an emergency live stream we got gone and Yarbrough has a wild card in the pitching staff he has a 250 average bat you still aren't playing him at third base sign Julio as our closer that ain't happening Mitchell Hopkins I'm waiting for the rotation additions of Woodruff and Sasaki next year I like that take city of Mookie remember when everyone was talking about Arenado getting traded to the Dodgers I do remember that I do that was during the summer Paxton one year 11 million that's from jose munoz nate hey DMAC, what up we got eric G. you need a split screen with the kings game okay i'll work on that for you eric g seriously a guy over 900 in the house yeah definitely smash that like button guys smash that like button for your los angeles dodgers and let's get that eighty thousand subscribers guys hey how about this let me know down below what do you guys want to do as our next giveaway because i'm going to announce that when we give away the otani giveaway jersey 80k subs. How close are we, man? What if I just What if I just went live, and stayed live until we hit 80k? I mean, would that be incredible? But James Paxton, man. Let's see these highlights again. Let's see where we're at. Are we getting seven? Okay, we're getting closing in. 79,819 I want to give away an Otani jersey. Let me give away an Otani jersey. Here we go. We got uh, D-Mac hits bombs. What N-S. No Kike Victor. Yeah, we talked about that one. You're not going to see Kike back on this team. D-Mac with the fresh Dodgers. The Asian hat. I actually designed this hat myself, and I'm working on getting these in quantity so I can give you guys these hats. I know you like the black. I know you like the gray. There's a blue one. So working on those. Dougie forgot my super chats. Four super chats. Okay. Massimo Buffon text down below, and then I'll read again. D-Mac signed shoey shoe. Okay, so that will do that as a giveaway. I like that. Daniel mookie get to go to a game with D-Mac. Okay, that'd be fun. Up in the press box doing our thing. Game tickets for giveaways. Victor, I like that one. I think that's the one I'm going to push for. Game tickets, a signed photo with D-Mac. Don Kemp, I got you, man. I'll give you the eight by ten black and white. You know, like it's the back of the of a book cover. Maybe like chin on the fist. I got you, bro. LF, LHP, Emmanuel Classe will be the next move. You have a plethora of prospects who are ready now. Pull the trigger, Friedman. Reno, that's a fire take. I love that taken. we love us some Emmanuel Classe around here. here. He's in a Classe all by himself. Led the league in saves last year. Ten-pack of Dodger dogs. I like that. But what we'll make that special is we'll find a way to get you the Farmer John ones, some throwback ones, even if they're expired, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, uh, some of that deferred money, Roy, Roy Soto, yeah, that'd be nice. Some of that deferred money, deferred money. Like I guess I think packs and contracts would I be mean, $1.00. In 2024, then 11999000 starting in 2034. A Yamamoto jersey. I like that one. Klasse is declining hepatitis C letter. He definitely had a down year. The cutter wasn't as effective. The Velo was down. I do think this organization could get him back to elite status, though. He's still very young. Paxson looks good. He throws 97, but you wouldn't tell by his arm action. That's a really good point. It doesn't feel like it plays up tremendously like a typical 97 the spin is at 2208 rpm you look at where it sits his fastballs in the 71st percentile but also the expected batting average 69th percentile giggity expected er rate 66th percentile so his extension though is in the 79th percentile so it actually does play up 79th percentile on that extension with 97 that definitely is something that uh you want to see and look in the past he's someone who has limited hard contact max evs top percentile expected slug top percentile so when he's been right he's been very effective and i have a lot of confidence in this team in what they see i think they learned their lesson with Syndergaard, and they realize that you know what we're great at what we do but we're not miracle workers the dodgers are miracle workers they just know how to get guys back to where they were if they still have it right They weren't going to give Syndergaard a cyborg arm. That's the only way he was going to be effective. They don't have to do that with Paxton because of the numbers that he's still putting up. And some of his his VLO numbers and the secondary stuff is still very consistent with how it was before the injuries. It's just, hey, man, let's have a good injury season, man. Let's hope that that depth allows him to stay healthy and stay on the mound that's the number one biggest key but let's go back down to this comment section you guys are firing away here on this emergency episode of dodgers dugout live by the way hit that like button also comment done down below especially if you're watching it by the way just so you know anytime we've seen a done comment you have been entered to win and that's how it's going to go down the entire year but uh go to a game with d-mac hey that'd be cool uh give away a dave roberts jersey so i can drive my car with it okay that's that's not cool finish him, You're gonna finish him cobra commander <laughs> tanner sky from the marlins is the most obvious final move of the offseason that's from grayson hey i would love it the real jackson i want the show hey jersey carl summer d-mac give away some prospects for luzardo look i would give away prospects for luzardo i wouldn't Completely gut the farm system, but I absolutely would be aggressive with an offer for him. So I would. I just don't know how available he is. Mr. Seabed, why don't you give away Mickey Mouse ears and piss off the Giants? How about that? Hepatitis. See you later. Josh Spores got the last out of the World Series. The Dodgers pen will be fine. I like That's a great point. I mean, when you put it that way, it's a good point there. D-Mag will fall asleep at the mic. Going live until 80k. Hey man, take a little nap here, fall asleep. Uh, one out of ten. How you feel about Paxton? The zoom. I feel like a seven and a half. I really do. I think I do feel it's not like I'm. It's I the same. It's not this a seven and a half that applies for every pitcher. It's just relative to the price, the contract. 11 million on a one year deal with the upside and the arms they already do have. I do like it. I see what they're doing. I think that if you went out there and you got an innings eater like a Shane Bieber. Right, which I would have been on board with. But if you go out there and get that innings eater and the rest of these guys produce like they're capable of producing, well, that's not going to leave enough innings for these young Dodgers in the system, the Knacks, the Frostos, the Stones, the Groves, those type of guys, the Sheeans, to get their work in like they need because, look, they've proven themselves at the minor league level. They need reps at the big league level, and I think that this allows for the Dodgers to get a high upside pitcher that in this organization can be very effective while also having those guys supplement innings elsewhere. So I see it. D max swimsuit. Calendar, my wife. Okay. Okay, that'll be a giveaway. A D-Mac swimsuit. Yeah, and I'll wear the Borat swimsuit. How about that? The green, the lime green. You want to see that? We'll make it happen for you. Mrs. Hopkins over there. Appreciate that. JR Muncy Trash. Not even a trash can would help him. Ouch. The Muncie hate. Random. D Mac. Can you do a YouTube live during the game? Absolutely probably. I mean, of course I could, but uh, we'll see because I'm actually going to a lot of the games this year. Like I did last year, so We'll had to be a game where i'm not at the game but i'm definitely gonna look into that kind of stuff for sure i've been approached with uh some stuff related to that so we'll we'll give you some news on that but i uh, appreciate the uh, the uh, the idea for sure i would love to do that 10 pack of dodger dogs equals one thousand dollars this year that's facts that's facts wait why no kike well simply they got tauska hernandez right there's just no spot on the roster for him right now? Where's Mike Lopez's comment? I'm also trying to get back to that. Oh, here's that super chat from Massimo Buffon. Doug, where do you see the packs in this rotation? What rule changed? Would you like brought back? And should Barnes and Hunter be back? So, look, Fiducia is someone that you would almost have expected them to give him an opportunity last year with the way that he was producing. He's getting older. Barnes is someone who kershaw is not in the organization if he doesn't come back is that a time to move on from him look he actually was starting to be respectable at the plate towards the end of the year and he's going to be under he's still under contract right so i don't think they're just going to sit him for an entire season or anything like that i mean if you look at his numbers they're pretty pretty bad i mean he's undeniably one of not the worst hitting catchers in the sport. There's no denying that. And the end of the day, you have Will Smith, who looked like he was a little burned out last season. But uh, D-Mac rocking the panda dunk so random. But personally, I think that they'll probably roll with him to start the season, see how he produces early on. I can tell you being in that clubhouse, he's extremely popular in that clubhouse. Definitely carries a leadership role within this team is really instrumental in developing the young pitchers. So it would take a lot for them to move off of Barnes. Someone told me recently with Austin Barnes, there's all this talk about Justin Turner being the manager of the future for the Dodgers. Well, they told me I'd rather see Austin Barnes because Austin Barnes, great baseball mind brings that fire. He's got those crazy eyes. He's got those eyes like whoosh. Just hits you with those crazy eyes. But as far as what I see Paxton's rotation, definitely a number four or five starter. I mean, that's where he's going to fit in. Of course, as a lefty, you could mix him in there earlier. But look, this team is, you're almost going to forget who the ace is, I think, during certain stretches. I think Paxton is going to impress. I mean, a strikeout rate at almost 30% for 10 starts last season, that's something to be encouraged by, for sure. Eight Paxton, let's go. Got a lefty without losing pitching prospects. Melee Live Ops you bring up a fantastic point anytime you can lean on the financial muscle of the dodgers and get players without having to give up prospects you're already ahead of the game you already have a distinct perceived a incredible advantage over most teams in major league baseball because most teams would kind of have to think about okay do i sign this pitcher at this price and on top of that it's Their injury issues, right? Well, guess what? They've already made all these signings, over a billion dollars in commitments, and still are willing to not only sign him, but do it knowing that, really, the penalty for signing him is basically making him a contract over $20 million, depending on how you look at it, how you frame it. So, I think that's a fantastic point right there. And really, it's just a testament to how aggressive this organization is. And also, on top of that, don't kid yourself, Paxton This was not the only deal he was offered, right? The Dodgers, they weren't the only team that was offering Paxton a contract, but I guarantee you he's seen what this organization has done for other players. Just see Tyler Anderson's deal with the Angels – and he wants to be a part of this. There's the Otani effect, the Dodgers effect. So, the organization that they have built also led to a signing like this. d go to a, watch a Dodger game at Hollywood Cheetahs. Drink on me. Let's do it. How about me, J Kid 323? Let's go. We got seven out of ten for pack sounds from Justin Lamas five super chats what up Necrone? Dmac, you need to negotiate the trade for luzardo i'll talk to friedman i'll talk to andrew i'll let him know what's up dodgers theme infinity gauntlet giveaway what are your thoughts Dmac? that's a great idea grace i'm going to talk to the team yesterday for sure about that one but here we go scroll a couple of ones Anything else? 80K, 80K, Eric Campos. Dodgers should do a goofy ears giveaway when the Giants come to town. Jose, I love that. That's fire. I was talking about the idea that, look, they're giving away the Mickey Mouse ears. They're, they're, their whole entire franchise is goofy, right? They're the franchise that we'll see. Do they get Chapman? Do they get Snell? Do they get Belly? I think I'm going to talk a lot about the uh, rest of the free agents and how the teams that they could go to could impact the Dodgers on tomorrow's show about where Bellinger and Chapman and Paxton and the remaining top free agents could go. So couple more here. We got to, can we have a Dodger? Okay, we got leave it to Bieber. It's a fire take from fire Victor. Fire take. greater than sign Yarbrough. I think on the simple fact, Mike, and that, yeah, he's a true starter, right? Yarbrough is more of a swing man, not a velocity guy. He's definitely got that funky delivery, can get soft contact, miss barrels. But I think Yarbrough is someone that – he is definitely quality, but he's someone that the Royals, they moved off of, right? Paxton is someone who definitely has a higher ceiling when he's right. And I think that he's someone that uh, is going to contribute this year. And Yarbrough, having him in the fold is is interesting as well. Maybe you trade him. Thank you, DMAC, for everything you do. Thank you guys for rocking with us, man. Appreciate you as always. We got Rockets. Dodgers should do some sort of basement dweller. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mac, you to be at Camelback, and if so, what days would be there? I'm heading out February 21st. John, I will be at Camelback Ranch for the first weekend, and then towards the end, I'm going to Korea to cover the team for you guys. So, yeah, hit me up. Look at me on Twitter anytime I'm posting stuff or on Instagram, and I'm going to be out there, man. Look for the cat, man. Hey, I want to meet more of you guys for sure. I got to meet at least 20, 30, maybe even 40 people that watch the show during points of last season. It's always great to talk to you guys because you guys know your Dodger baseball and it's great to talk to people that uh, know what they're talking about. And you guys absolutely do more than any fan base. There's no doubt about that. Bring back JD. Have him play. rats from Matt. We got a couple more here, guys. Do some walk-off shots. Some some of your hottest takes and then we will uh, DMAC. This is from Nando 390. DMAC date night with my wife as a giveaway. Nando Okay, well, I don't think my wife would be cool with that, but I'll ask her if she's cool with that, then we'll make it happen. I think there's a 99% chance I'm going to get slapped in the face, but I'll ask just for you, Nando. <laughs> Why not? But uh, that's going to do it, guys. Thanks, Mitchell Hopkins, I be stroking Duffy Punching Air right now. Shout-out to Danny Duffy. Shout-out to Cole Hamels. Shout-out to the Loch Ness Monsters and the, the Lucky Charms, the uh, – Shamrocks his organization. So I love it. Uh, but that's going to do it, guys. Thank you for rocking with us here on this emergency episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. If you haven't yet, do us it, a huge favor and subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel. As soon as we get to 80K, we will reveal who has won that Shohei Otani jersey and. We're going to announce our next giveaway. So be sure to be staying tuned for that. As soon as you hit the 80K, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. So don't don't avoid that. Make sure you subscribe and you comment down below. My name is Doug McCain. Michael Negretti said "DMAC is going to Camelton. Okay. We've fallen off the rails, so that's going to do it for this show. It's almost time for Dodger Baseball. Great show. Thanks, Val. Appreciate you over there. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger Baseball. Until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and